This is the Cybersecurity Cast, where we dive into the latest cybersecurity news, trends, vulnerabilities, and exploits for those already in the know and those who need to know. The Cybersecurity Cast is produced by Herjavec Group. Information security is what we do. We are an expert team of highly dedicated security specialists supported by strategic and emerging technology partners who are laser focused on keeping our enterprise customers cyber secure. Today we're talking about cybercrime. According to the 2017 Cybercrime Report published by Cybersecurity Ventures, cybercrime damages will cost the world $6 trillion by 2021. In fact, cybercriminal activity may even be one of the biggest challenges humanity will face in the next two decades. With the cybersecurity industry facing a massive talent shortage and enterprises not prioritizing IT security, it's time to get serious about cybercrime. Joining us today is Steve Morgan, the Editor-in-Chief of Cybersecurity Ventures, who authored the 2017 Cybercrime Report. We asked him about the talent shortage in the industry, why so many hackers are targeting businesses with ransomware, what enterprises can do about this threat, and more. Cybercrime is a massive problem for global businesses currently. From the Yahoo breach to the Equifax breach, hackers are showing no signs of slowing down. It seems like if your business has data, any data, online, hackers are willing to steal it. Aside from ransomware attacks, hackers are using many different types of targeted cyber attacks to get the information they want. Right now, ransomware is the fastest growing type of cybercrime. The damages resulting from ransomware in 2017 predicted to reach $5 billion, and that's up from $325 million in 2015. So we're expecting this to grow exponentially in 2018. Uh, behind that, we're seeing uh, DDoS attacks becoming more prevalent, mainly due to DDoS-as-a-service platforms on the dark web and DDoS kits for sale that a lot of amateurs can use. Uh, we're also seeing higher throughput attacks from more experienced hackers, in 2013, uh, 500 gigabit per second attacks in 2015, and now we're seeing those with regularity, and in the last year, we've even seen a couple of uh, DDoS attacks that topped one terabit per second. Of course, these attacks are happening for a reason, especially ones where hackers are stealing identities. But what's so valuable about an identity? Money. It comes right down to money. Uh, there is a huge marketplace on the dark web for stolen identities. You can think of the dark web as the Walmart for cybercrime. Uh, people go there and they buy stolen identities in bulk. Uh, there's very specific you know, prices on that and the hackers know what it will cost to buy a lot of 1,000 or 10,000 or 100,000 stolen identi identities. And when they have those identities, uh, it can range from login IDs and passwords to credit card digits to uh, social security numbers. Uh, they then, you know, launch other cybercrime. So it's, it's all financially motivated. Given that cybercriminals are ready to do whatever it takes to target businesses, there should be a general uptick in the amount of enterprises prioritizing their security programs. However, it is likely that many businesses may not be even aware of this global cybercrime epidemic. I think the larger enterprises are. So those would be Fortune 500 and Global 2000 corporations, many mid-sized corporations. Uh, I do believe that uh, government agencies are, are aware of it. So the awareness is absolutely growing. But I don't think small businesses uh, are aware of it. I think they're at great risk. Um, if they get hacked, they generally don't know where to turn or what to do. 
They don't have full-time staff, uh, so there's a huge risk there for the small and, and also uh, many mid-sized companies. Many smaller businesses often fail to protect themselves or their data, whether that's because they can't afford the IT talent to monitor their environments 24-7 or because they simply don't believe they'd be a target. But there are some things these small and mid-sized businesses can do to stay ahead of the threat curve. What could they do? Well, I think it comes down to staff, and, and that's a really challenging issue. Most companies, uh, small to mid-sized companies especially, and then in certain vertical markets like healthcare, uh, they don't have the full-time cybersecurity staff. They, they need to uh, stay ahead of the threat curve to uh, constantly be researching and understand uh, what the risks to their companies are. And they're very expensive. Hiring that type of uh, staff is difficult, so uh, it's hard to get uh, buy-in from the president or CEO of a company. It's still seen as a discretionary uh, cost, especially if they haven't been hacked. Unfortunately, every business has to start somewhere. Security cannot be a discretionary cost. One of the best steps small businesses can take is to ensure that they are constantly aware of what is going on in the cybersecurity industry, especially the IT staff. You know, there was a time five years ago, six years ago, you were not seeing many uh, cybersecurity stories, meaning cybercrime, hacks, breaches, uh, in major newspapers. Uh, small business owners just really weren't uh, aware. They weren't reading about it. Now it's in the public's consciousness. It is in the major newspapers. It is, you know, in the media every day. So I think there's a growing awareness uh, from the media. A smart small businessman or woman should be aware at a surface level, and then they should make sure that their IT staff, uh, because they, you know, they may not have cybersecurity staff, but they certainly have IT staff. Uh, they should mandate that they're aware at a certain level, have a particular plan in place so that if the company was to suffer a ransomware attack or any other kind of attack, that they're properly backed up. They have a continuity plan in place and they're, you know, learning and, and preparing. At this point, there shouldn't be any IT worker on the planet who's not intimately familiar with cyber attacks, at least, you know, what they are and what type of threat they pose to the company, even if they can't personally uh, respond to them. One of the biggest threats facing businesses globally is ransomware. In fact, cybersecurity ventures predict that businesses globally will suffer a ransomware attack every 14 seconds by 2019. Ransomware is in a major growth uh, curve right now. Uh, there are ransomware as a service kits uh, and platforms that are available on the dark web where amateurs can launch uh, ransomware attacks. Uh, you can launch a ransomware attack if you were motivated to do it. Um, and unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast. It's, it's, it's available, it's growing, and hackers and criminals in general who, uh, you know, are thinking about doing the wrong thing are aware of, you know, the collections around ransomware. Uh, the collections the past year were about a billion dollars, and that's up from, uh, you know, less than half of that the year prior. So the ransomware is proving effective, um, even with the percentage of companies becoming more aware and not paying ransoms. 
the hackers are still collecting. And as long as the street criminals and cyber criminals know there's money to be made, they're going to get involved and they're going to launch attacks. Another challenge facing the cybersecurity industry currently is the talent shortage. According to our CEO and founder, Robert Herjavec, there is a 0% unemployment rate in cybersecurity, which is great for job seekers. Unfortunately, this also means organizations may not have the talent necessary to adequately defend themselves. However, there has also been a lot of discussion surrounding the use of AI, artificial intelligence, or machine learning to help solve this issue. But can these two technologies really be effective in this? What I think we're going to see is uh, artificial intelligence, uh, cognitive security, really playing a major role in the largest enterprises, in Fortune 500 corporations, Global 2000 corporations, where they have dedicated teams of cyber fighters. That technology will definitely uh, reduce the uh, staffing burden, and, and I think that's where we're going to see the greatest reductions. Aside from that, I don't think we're going to see uh, a big difference. Uh, I don't think we're going to see the total number of unfilled jobs coming down much. Most enterprises are not in a position to deploy artificial intelligence and cognitive security. Uh, they're, you know, it's like any other technology. The, the small to mid-sized businesses are going to be the laggards. They'll be the last ones there. <clears throat> and outside of that, you still need qualified cybersecurity professionals to understand what the artificial intelligence uh, systems are, are telling them. So it doesn't completely do away with people. You know, it reduces the burden. Uh, and I think, you know, we see some overhyping of that from the vendors and not necessarily in a bad way. It's the nature of the beast and, you know, they're developing cutting edge technologies and, you know, they're uh, probably overpromising, you know, exactly what that's going to do for companies. Of course, as Steve mentions, not every business may be capable of using AI to solve the cybersecurity problem. So what can these businesses do? Right now, um, most companies are initiating formal training programs, security awareness training programs, as a direct response to uh, suffering a hack, looking at that and realizing that if they would have trained their employees, it wouldn't have happened or the damages would have been reduced. But I also think we're going through a growth uh, phase right now in the security awareness market where more and more companies are looking ahead. They're realizing that that's the big gainer. Uh, Train all of the employees. The company becomes more cyber resilient. They can effectively bring down, uh, you know, the risk uh, of them being hacked. And, you know, you also create a situation where more people are aware of cyber. Some of those people may convert into uh, cybersecurity staff. So what's necessary in a strong security awareness training program? Well, I'd say there's a few elements. You know, for, for one thing, um, there's the trainer and the content. Who's training the people? Uh, what type of background and experience do they have? And what is the content? Is it CBT, meaning computer-based training? Uh, or is it classroom training? I think CBT is probably the most effective. Um, you know, it's globally accessible. People can go back to it. Uh, it's easy to generate new content and engage users. Um, then you have the question of uh, simulated phishing attacks. Uh, in order to you know, confirm that the security awareness training was effective, you need to see how employees are going to respond. So if you don't have simulated phishing attacks as part of the program, then I don't think it's effective. You're not able to measure uh, whether or not the employees really 
you know, got it and, you know, if, if the company is any safer as a result of training the people. At the end of the day, cybercrime isn't going anywhere. If anything, it's the opposite, so organizations have to do everything they can to protect their data. Stay connected with what's happening in the industry, hire the necessary talent, and engage with security professionals like Herjavec Group to make sure you know where your vulnerabilities are. Uh, Robert himself is a cybersecurity expert. Some people, uh, you know, view him perhaps as, uh, you know, uh, a TV star, obviously, you know, Shark Tank fame, but he really and truly is a cybersecurity expert, uh, is very, very well schooled in the threat, and then, and then that runs through the whole company. Uh, their executive leadership, uh, the other people, you know, we've talked to are some of the most impressive people in cyber. They're one of the few large, uh, you know, independent, pure play cybersecurity companies. They've grown organically. They have a tremendous staff. They've built that staff up over a fairly long period of time. I think they're contributing greatly. I think that's the perfect way to close this off, so thanks to Steve Morgan for taking the time to speak with us on the Cybersecurity Cast. We hope you've enjoyed learning more about cybercrime and some of the challenges facing the cybersecurity industry. To read the full 2017 Cybercrime Report, head to herjavecgroup.com. Stay tuned for future casts where we will talk ransomware, incident response plans, incorporating threat intelligence, and more. If you have any suggestions on topics you'd like us to cover, please contact us with your ideas at info at Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You can also find the podcast on our website. And for more cybersecurity news, trends, and expert perspectives, please visit Herjavec Until next time. <laughs>